0: You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Bassard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, hey, what's up, all you party people out there, and especially you mamas, you wonderful mothers. This is Mother's Day weekend, and I just want to say that... Hello to my mother, Fran. Happy Mother's Day to you, you wonderful, beautiful lady. And all of you mothers out there, we do so much for our children and so much for our husbands. And I just want to say, I want to celebrate you. And it's important for you to celebrate yourself. (laughs) So welcome to the show. I'm excited to share some information with you. And right off the bat, I want to share some news. And I want to ask a question. Can Congress stop crazy interest rates that the banks are trying to make us pay? Ooh, I mean, that would be amazing. But, you know, Mr. Bernie Sanders and, of course, Ms. Cortez, they have a proposal to cap credit card interest rates. Yeah, they say it's unlikely to happen, but good old Bernie, if I know him and seen what he's done— I bet you somehow he'll make it pass. And I think it would be wonderful to have capped interest rates because these banks are making trillions of dollars off interest. And what I do is I try to help you understand how to use that interest so that it can help your FICO score and your financial well-being. So today, what we are going to be focusing on, which I think is super important because I get a lot of questions about this for those of you that are the, uh, you know, do-it-yourself types – which I think is great if you have the time to try and repair your credit or try to uh, deal with a bill that may have been passed due or a collection or something of that sort, and you can do it on your own, I think that's great. And if I can give you the tools and the understanding of how to do it, I'm happy to do so. Today, we're going to be talking about writing letters to creditors and how to write a good letter to your creditor for a few good reasons. You know, a lot of people just dispute information with the credit agencies instead of picking up the phone and calling. I have been in this business for a super long time, as a lot of you know, about 28 years. And the disputing process through the agencies is really an old process. And it's really not the greatest way to go after getting something deleted on your credit report. The best way to get something removed is to deal with whoever planted the seed. And that would be the source in this particular instance. So, you know, it's important to try to get to the core of the situation because the bureaus are Not always the best source to remove that information, specifically if you've not dealt with the creditor themselves. Because if you just dispute something with the agency saying that this is incorrect, yet you haven't gone to the source, which is the creditor, and explained the situation and gotten to the bottom of it, and they have now agreed that they're going to remove this information or digitally remove it, then the credit agencies are just going to, in some cases, they may suppress the information. And in some cases, they may not take it off at all. So it's really important to have a strategy that you can use in going to the creditors. So, you know, there's a checklist for everything that you're doing. And the one thing that is super duper important when you're dealing with a creditor is either A, have your iPad or your your Mac or, you know, whatever you use in front of you or notepad for those of you that are old school and like to write. You know, what's so crazy is I actually love to write. I have an old calendar that I write in all of the time. And a long time ago, my assistant, Carol, If you're listening, hi, Carol, and happy Mother's Day. But Carol got me into using my digital uh, uh, calendar on my phone. And I tell you, it's been the best thing since sliced bread. But I still actually like to write things down. And I'm a big proponent of writing cards and letters to people instead of emails I think it's so much more personable. You know, anytime I get a new client, I always write them a letter of gratitude and thankfulness because I believe that I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have in business without my clients and my referral partners. And I'm super grateful. And so taking 10 minutes out of my time to hand write a letter to them, ah, you know, that's something I just love to do. So, get your notepad out or get your computer out and it's important to keep notes on everything when you're talking to a creditor. You want to write down the date, the time, the representative that you're speaking to, of course, the company and the department that you're speaking to. You also want to get their identification number with their firm because this is super important. When you call back, a lot of these companies have uh, huge call centers and there's, you know, hundreds or thousands of employees and obviously, if you don't have an ID number for the previous person that you spoke to, specifically, if they told you they were going to do something for you, it's kind of like, you know, trying to get into a sea of fish where they're never going to find this person if their name is, let's say, Molly. And there's about 100 Mollies there. So you want to make sure that you get their identification number. Also, you might want to get their direct extension if they have that or their email address. And I always like to ask who their supervisor is. Because in the event, let's say that this person doesn't work there any longer, two days after you've already spoken to them, because there's a lot of turnover in these companies. So you may speak to someone today that may not be there tomorrow. So I always like to ask who their supervisor is. You have all of this information at your fingertips, and it's important for you to keep this documented. It's also important to make sure that you keep all of the detailed information that they give you. Uh, If you have a note system, use that. Otherwise, start a file of any kind, but keep it organized and neat. Okay, and this is why I said, you know, the date, time, representative, the company, the department, all of these different things that I just mentioned are really, really super important. So writing a letter to a credit card company, number one, to dispute a charge or an enormous interest payment due, or two, to dispute a late payment, or three, to dispute identity theft, or four to deal with a collection or a charge off. Well, let's talk about um, the first one. So the first thing you must make sure is that you have all the right addresses and contact information for the person and the department that you'll be contacting. So you know, obviously, you're going to pick up the phone and contact this particular company's customer service department and find out what department is the best point of contact for your particular situation. You want to get the contact name once again of the person that you'll be speaking to. And while you're on the phone, try to pick the person's brain on the other end of the phone to see if they will give you any information that they may see in the system. A lot of times what I like to do is kind of play dumb. You know, I don't understand why this information is showing on my credit report. Can you tell me a little bit about what you see on your side? And sometimes they'll divulge some information that will help you uh, with your story. So, you know, once you get that information, you retrieve their name and extension and their supervisor's name, like I said, so that you can CC them on the correspondence that you're going to be sending into this company. Super duper important because a lot of the times what's going to happen is one letter may not do it. You may have to do a few letters. So, you always want to take into consideration when you're contacting or corresponding with someone at a credit card company or a bank and you CC their supervisor, then you know that they have to respond in a timely manner. Um, You know, I'm going to say this, but I don't know how many fax machines there are out there in the world. (laughs) I said that to someone the other day. I said, oh, did you fax that? And they looked at me like, oh, you're old. <laughs> but seriously, you know, a lot of these companies nowadays, they will not even allow you to email them information and they will only accept a fax, believe it or not. So, if they have a fax number, you want to get their fax and actually send them a fax if they will not receive an email. Because sending something snail mail is going to take longer. But look, if you have to do snail mail, one of the things that I tell everybody to do, which is super important because you want to have, you want to track the process as it's going along. So if you're going to send a letter, make sure that you send it certified return receipt. And what is that? That's one of those little green uh, tickets that you see at the post office where you fill it out. And once the person that you're corresponding with or the bank that you're corresponding with receives the documentation and the information, they actually have to sign that they've received it. And that's That will then come back to you in the mail. And so it's a certified process that if for some reason they say, oh, no, we never received that, you can say, aha, oh, yes, you did, because I have my green slip in my little hands, in my little poochy hands that says that you received it over 10 days ago. And then what that will do is put them on fire to get you the information that you're looking for. And depending on the particular situation at hand, you know, sometimes I I like to CC different types of bureaus. You know, if you're really dealing with a situation where you've been wronged by a bank or a creditor, you know, I would CC the Federal Trade Commission or the Better Business Bureau. Um, because it's really important for these companies to know and understand that you mean business. You know, you're contacting them because something has happened, an event has happened, and your credit history, which is, you know, your financial foundation to do a lot of different things, is being compromised because of information that they have recorded or reported on your credit history. So when you're ready to write your letter, you need to have all your facts ready to provide in the letter or separate as a part of your dispute. Um, I would say don't give them your whole life story. And specifically, don't use the story like the dog ate my homework. It's really important to give them timelines and factors because the more proof that you have, the better your case is going to be. Like for instance, if you moved, then show proof of your old address and your new address. Send them a copy of your utility bill. If you've returned something and you have the receipt as proof, send that. If you canceled an order online, have the proof for that. All the more proof that you have to send to the creditor and how you detail and document the information that you're sending to them to get them to consider removing something that they've previously reported on your credit history is all going to be extremely important to the answer that you, give, that you get back from them. And again, I want to plant it in your head. You got to send all this correspondence certified return receipt, you know, because sending correspondence with proof of service is the best way to prove that they received it and that they can't come back and say they didn't. You know, you can do this either with the U.S. Post Office, which is the green slip, like I said, or FedEx or UPS. They all have a return service and a lot of these companies now have digital tracking. So, you know, if you send it out tomorrow, you can digitally track it and see exactly when it came in and it will text you. So when is it time to call and follow up? So once you've drafted your letter and sent it certified, you'll need to make an appointment with yourself, okay, with your calendar or whatever kind of system you use to call and confirm that they've received it. If they haven't received it and you have the proof that they did, then you're going to need to get that fax number or email address and send that to them and show them proof that they have indeed received the information. And it's really important to do this, folks, because of one thing, a lot of these companies have huge mailrooms, okay? And they have a process in which they receive and retain data and information. And a lot of the times when they have these huge mailrooms, what they do is they take the letters and then they input them in a system and then they send them to the person who is being addressed in the letter. And that process sometimes can take up to 10 days. So, of course, we want to accelerate things and make them happen fast. And once you're able to tell a particular person that you've been speaking to, like, hey, yo, I sent this to you uh, five days ago. You should have it because I've already received the confirmation that you've received it. Here's my confirmation. Can you go track that letter down so that we can get to business? (laughs) So, um, If they say that they are removing derogatory information after they've read your letter and you've come to that conclusion, you need to make sure of a few things that are super important. Number one, you want to have that deletion on letterhead, okay? Number two, you want to have the full account number on the deletion letter because the credit agencies will not change anything if you don't have the full account number. And Lastly, you need to make sure exactly what they're removing, in other words, how many lates or comments or any information that's pertaining to what your original dispute was, you want to make sure that that's communicated in that letter that they're sending you. And then obviously, once you have that letter, then it's time to get busy with the credit agencies and sending that to them. And what what are we how are we going to send that to them? You can't send it digitally because they won't let you upload documents, but you can send that certified return receipt to all three credit agencies. And it's really super easy to get their information. A lot of the times these creditors will actually populate their information on the letter. So you have the addresses right there. But if not, there's always Mr. Google and you can just Google the information and get the addresses and send it out. And bada bing, bada boom, you're done, people. Now, let's just say that You write the letter, you go through this whole process, and then you find out they're not going to do anything. Do you give up right there? Absolutely not. We are tenacious and persistent people. So even if they say no today, it doesn't mean no for tomorrow. No doesn't mean never. It just means not right now. So make sure that you are persistent in your pursuit to get a deletion letter. It may take up to 10 times before you get a creditor to agree to remove the information, but friends... I'm telling you, if you don't decide to hire a person like me or a company like me that can go and do it for you, you have to take on the persistent role. And I hope that this information has been super helpful for you. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Please share this podcast with your friends and your family. And once again, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all you beautiful mothers out there. This is Angela and I'm out.